Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T. is an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. JT Hello, my friends. JT DeBolts with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Great to be with you on a Wednesday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern. And you know what that means? It's time to come together and talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, living the high-performance, high-altitude life. And as always, the High Altitude Mentorship Show is brought to you by FlyWithJT.com. That is FlyWithJT.com, where you can download a complimentary copy of my award-winning book, Flight Plan to Success, and stay connected to everything we're doing in the high-altitude community. I have to tell you a lot of cool, exciting stuff coming down the road, especially over the next couple of weeks. Very excited to talk to you about some of the things we're doing with Flight School, a couple of other really cool things coming down the road. So make sure you get yourself over to flywithjt.com right now. You can download a complimentary copy of Flight Plan to Success, which, by the way, we will be taking that away pretty soon. Uh, Don't worry, we're going to be adding tons of value there. But most importantly, uh, if you want to access that book, complimentary right now is the time to do it. And, of course, stay connected to what we're doing here in the high-altitude community. Always a lot of cool stuff. I want to talk to you today about something that we as leaders have to be concerned about. And I see this being a bit of an epidemic. It's been around for a while. It's nothing new. But it doesn't seem to get a whole lot of press. In my mind, life is too short to feel like shit. And there's plenty of things that can bring, bring us down. You know, we, could, we can feel misery from just about anything. Really, it's a choice. But let's face it, there's plenty of stuff out there we don't need to pack it on ourselves. Why would we add to that? In fact, it's our responsibility to live life full out. It's our responsibility to find at least some semblance of joy or satisfaction in our lives. We're not supposed to walk around feeling like crap. We're not supposed to walk around feeling miserable. We're not supposed to walk around being unhappy all the time. Life's got its ups and downs. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's going to be rainbows and, you know, unicorns jumping out of your ass all day. But what I am saying is that for overall, you want to be able to look at your life and say, yeah, life's pretty damn good. Finding the joy, more importantly, finding the value And being able to move on from a tough thing is important. But for crying out loud, let's not manufacture or carry this stuff around. Life is precious. We don't want to squander it. We definitely don't want to misappropriate it on stuff that we hate. And so if right now you're you're up against something, maybe you're in a career that you don't like, maybe you're in a relationship that no longer serves you, maybe you're you know settling for less than your what you what you deserve. The most important thing you can do is to be honest with yourself. But here's the challenge. is It's not one thing. It's one thing to be honest with yourself. It's another thing to do something about it. And a lot of times what happens is we, we get confronted with this concept of fear and guilt, or more importantly, guilt and shame. We fear that if we make a change that others are going to attack us for, us for it. If we go after the thing we really want, then we're going to be seen as, as being self-centered or selfish. 
And if we have some measure of success, if we have happiness, if we have whatever it is, then we're going to get attacked from those who don't get it. And that's true. There is going to be that. You're going to eventually you're going to run into those just miserable people who just love to see other people miserable. And when they see you happy, when they see you prosperous, when they see you successful, they're going to try to tear you down. No reason to feel guilt and shame over it, though. So many things get shamed these days. You notice that they talk about body shaming. They talk about value shaming. If you have certain values and people are out of alignment with that, you see this during the presidential race doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you say you're voting for a certain person. Automatically, you are evil. <laughs> you're, you're the devil. And I'm not into politics. Not my thing. If that's your cup of tea, go off and have yourself a fine little party. But for me, it was an observation. I could see from you know, the coaching standpoint, I could see people shaming other people based on their values, based on their beliefs. What a horrible thing to shame people for. People even shame wealthy people. It's funny. I, I see this. You don't see people. It used to be this like we would shame uh, you know, poor people, which I think now we've become a more empathetic, compassionate society, at least in that respect. Hopefully. A lot more philanthropy, a lot more I don't know, caring and giving to, to our fellow people. But now all of a sudden it's a bad thing to, to go out there and want to have more and achieve more. Why the hell are we shaming somebody for going out there and wanting to be the best version of themselves, whether that's creating more wealth, creating more happiness, being happier, healthier, whatever it is? So many things get shamed, and i got to tell you, to me, to me, it looks like low-grade bullying. All it is is a projection of somebody's low self-esteem, their insecurity on someone else. So if this happens to you, I want to give you some things to arm yourself with. More importantly, I want you to think about this. I want you to really listen to closely to what I'm about to tell you. It's one thing for us to go out and shame other people or, or pour guilt on them. It's another thing for us to do it to ourselves. I don't want you to do it to anybody. My hope is that after this conversation, we start to become much more aware of it and eradicate guilt and shame from our society. Now, you might be saying to yourself, JT, what does this have to do with living a high-performance life? What does this have to do with leadership? What does this have to do with you know, achieving your greatness? And, and I'm here to tell you right now, it has everything to do with it. I have the privilege of working with some pretty amazing people on their dreams to help them accomplish their missions and business and life, and it's crazy how sometimes our work actually goes into that personal side where we start talking about the things that are holding them back, the things that are you know, preventing them from going full throttle, keeping all 12 cylinders from banging in that engine of theirs. In order to be high performance, you've got to perform at the highest levels possible in all areas of your life, not just your finances, not just your career, not just your activities, sports, whatever it looks like. But you have to have the ability to pull the best of yourself out 24-7 in all things you do. The best parent, the best friend, the best spouse, the best lover, the best partner, the best whatever it is. And having guilt and shame about anything will slow you down. It acts as an anchor. It's like having an extra few bricks in your backpack as you try to cross and, and reach the peak of Mount Everest. So how do we get past this guilt and shame conundrum? How can we stop having it be such a, a huge driving force in our lives or a crushing force in our lives? First thing is we got to own whatever it is. This is one of the most important shifts you can make, one of the most important challenges you can take under, take on rather, is to take ownership of that part of you that feels guilty or shameful. If you screwed up, 
own up. That's my personal way of looking at it. If you screw up, own up. That's it, period, end of story. If anybody works with me, either as an employee, as a partner, as a, as a, as a part of my team, if they screw up, I just want them to own up. I just want to be 100% transparent, 100% responsibility, 100% ownership, and say, listen, I, I, I blew it. That honesty, that degree of honesty takes courage, but it shows a degree of character, a strength of character. I don't care what it is. I honestly don't. If right now you've screwed something up in your past, maybe you've wronged somebody, maybe you've made a mistake, maybe you've you know, broken some of your ethos, the quickest way out of that prison is to accept ownership, to accept responsibility, and to be honest about it. When we take responsibility, which, by the way, I don't believe enough people do these days. It's very easy to pass the buck. It's very easy to point a finger. When we take personal responsibility and admit the offense, the next part is we have to reconcile it. Right? We have to you know, accept the fact that we blew it, but we can't just go, well, I screwed up. We want to seek that uh, you know, reconciliation with the person. I apologize. I'm so sorry that this happened. Can you forgive me? Forgiveness is a very high form of love. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. It might sound a little bit woo-woo or touchy-feely. It's not meant to be that way at all. It's just very factual. When we can get to a place of forgiveness by asking for forgiveness and demonstrating that we're worthy of that forgiveness, everything changes. It shifts the momentum. It creates a whole tidal wave of good stuff that happens between us and the other person. And by the way, if you're the one that's been, you know, sort of, uh, I guess, insulted or offended or whatever it is, then be that person that will be willing to give the reconciliation, the forgiveness. But for crying out loud, don't allow it to weigh you down. So many times we have the sins of the past. We talk, that about, talk about having skeletons in the closet. Clear out the closet. Not just the skeletons, but all the stuff, all the cobwebs, all the negativity, all the nasty stuff. It's not serving you anymore. To hold on to that is, is, is weighing you down. It's sucking your life force, keeping you from being the highest performer you can be. You cannot lead people to the full capacity if part of your capacity is, is occupied by that feeling of guilt and shame. Second thing is we've got to stop obsessing over what other people think. Now listen, I have to tell you, I'm a recovering, you know, worrier or whatever you want to call it about people thinking about, what, you know, worrying about what people think of me. Part of it is I think when I served in the military, I knew I had a huge responsibility to my senior officers and then to the people that worked under me. I had to show up each and every single day. So yeah, I was concerned about what people thought about me. But there's a degree where you want, to, you, you want to carry yourself with poise, professionalism, and all those important things, but there's a part where you have to not give a damn because you cannot please everybody. You never will. There's never been a person on planet Earth that's been able to pull that one off. And so don't put that pressure on yourself to be the first, right? And why I'm saying this to you is because when we stop obsessing over what other people are thinking about us, then it does, everything shifts. They don't pay your bills, they don't advance your cause. They don't raise your kids. Only you can do that. They don't make you happy. Only you're responsibility, or responsible for your happiness. It's extremely important to stop obsessing what other people think. It's, I, listen, I understand. I have made serious changes in my life. There was a time when I made the decision to, to have a divorce from my first wife. And to even talk about it brought a great deal of guilt and shame. Because there are people who think that if you break a marriage, uh, somehow you're some sort of an evil, bad person. And for years I carried that shame around. For years I carried that guilt. Until I realized, look, all these people who are judging me don't know the full story. 
They don't understand the pain that I was in, the pain that I was causing that relationship by staying in it and not being 100% you know, connected to it. And so it became a game changer to make a very bold choice. I'm not going to call myself courageous by any means. I'll just leave it at that. To make a call like that, to say, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to break a contract, a very important one, that some people think you make with your higher power and that person that you marry, that takes a big, that's a big step. That's not something you take lightly. I've had businesses fail, and I felt terrible about that. I felt terrible about, you know, owing people money and all this guilt and shame that, pe- that goes along with that stuff. And as soon as you drop those things, then you can actually start focusing on the solution. But worrying about what other people think of you because you've had a failure, worrying about what other people thought about you because you went, you know, uh, into bankruptcy or lost your house or had a divorce or, or you know, uh, lost a child or lost whatever it is you lose, it doesn't make you a loser, but don't hang on to that guilt and shame. Third thing is, is we got to all agree to this. Every single one of us in the high altitude community has to commit to this, and that is to be the change. There's that old saying, if you want to be, if you want change, you got to be the change that you want to see in the world, right? Most importantly is it's very easy to be that person slinging the fertilizer and keeping it going around. Don't do it. Find the good or at least stop contributing to the bad of that situation. I'm reminded about this when I watch The Grinch. I love this. Uh, by the way, the, the, the Grinch Who Stole Christmas is one of my favorite all-time uh, programs. I personally love the old-school cartoon version. I think the Jim Carrey version is hilarious, too. I don't really care either way. And by the way, the story that's actually written by Dr. Seuss is fantastic, if you read it. But what's interesting to me is... I saw this hilarious meme the other day. They were talking about how, you know how there's a narration. If you've ever seen the old school uh, cartoon, Boris Karloff actually narrates. And Boris Karloff made his career off being a scary person, right? He played all these characters like Frankenstein and so on. And now all of a sudden he's narrating this story. He's got a beautiful voice. But what's interesting is throughout the entire movie, the entire little short, you know, half-hour cartoon, they keep talking about what an awful person or an awful being the Grinches. Now, how does that reinforce anything but awful behavior? You guilt him or you shame him into feeling like crap, and he's going to continue to be a crappy person or a crappy whatever the Grinch is, creature. My point is this, is we got to stop pushing the negativity around. we got to start finding the good in it. It doesn't mean you have to agree with it. It doesn't mean you got to love him. You don't have to love the Grinch. You don't have to agree with the Grinch. But stop thinking about it as being such a negative thing. And by the way, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not talking, I'm talking metaphorically when we talk about the Grinch. There's Grinches in all walks of life. Could be your boss. Could be the person, you know, in your community. Could be your neighbor. Whether you agree with or disagree with the presidential race, you might see one of those two people or both of them as the Grinch. It doesn't matter. My point is, is instead of constantly looking for the negative in people, instead of constantly pushing the shame on them and, and finding all the things that are bad, let's find the good or at least stop contributing to the negativity, period. If you don't want to find the good, fine, but stop being a person that keeps piling more of the crap on top of them. Move on to something you can be happy about. And we do this... By going to the next step, and that's finding the value in ourselves. Most of the time when people pour shame and guilt on other people, it's because they feel awful about themselves internally. Now, you may not be a person that passes a lot of guilt and shame, and I'm sure that's true, and I'm, and I'm actually pretty confident that's the case because you're the type of person that you know, is attracted to this show and attracted to this community. And so you're, you're a little bit higher elevation than most folks. 
And that's not meant to be like a classification. It just means that you think differently, you act differently, and you carry yourself differently. But here's the thing. You have to see the value in yourself. And yet I, I see this as yet another weakness of society. Most people don't find their own value. They're so in much pain that it's easier to point the finger and push the blame and the shame at other people. So let's not do that. Let's make a commitment to ourselves and to each other that we're going to find that value in ourselves. Love ourselves for who we are. Appreciate ourselves for who we are. And a moment ago, I was talking about love, and I said, hey, you know, uh, forgiveness is one of the highest levels of love. Well, the second highest, or I think maybe even equally highest forgiveness, is gratitude. If you find gratitude, it is the highest form of love. Now, listen, I'm telling you as a combat-decorated Navy pilot, somebody who's led men and women into, into combat, and to tell you this is something that's so important for us. It's not the fuzzy woo-woo stuff. It's the ability to see the value and honor the value in somebody else, to respect one another. Love's a crazy thing. It creates a no-fly zone to fear. And most of the problems we have today are fear-based. You hate somebody, it's because you don't understand them and you fear it. You ridicule somebody or put somebody down, it's because you don't understand them and you fear them. My point being is this, is that if we had less of that and more of the love, more of the respect, more of the gratitude, more of the internal value where we recognize our own value, we wouldn't spend so much time knocking down everybody else's. As leaders, we have to take this message on board. As leaders, we have to lead that example so that the people that follow us follow in that example. Whether you're leading your kids, whether you're leading your team, whether you're leading your organization, the point being is that each and every single one of us can make a huge shift and a huge difference. It will absolutely increase your performance. It'll increase your performance academically, physically, athletically, financially. It'll increase your performance in your career to be a person who truly is done, just ready to drop the guilt and the shame, feeling guilty about something, feeling shameful about something or passing that guilt and shame along to other people. It's a virus that can be stopped, but it starts with us. It starts with you, it starts with me. It's a commitment we make to ourselves first, and a commitment we make to each other, knowing we can count on each other here in the high altitude community, to have each other's back, to have each other's six, and to realize that it is something that can shift the momentum. It absolutely will shift the momentum, and when it does, we can be the people that create that change and start it right here, right now today so let's do it let's lock shoulders let's lock elbows and let's make it happen my friends this show is a wrap it's my privilege to come at you here on the high altitude mentorship show each and every single wednesday at 10 30 a.m looking forward to doing it again next week get yourself over to flywithjt.com and download a complimentary copy of flight plan to success and remember no matter what course you fly in life fly high fly fast and fly far we'll talk to you next week 